Hey dear, I am so happy you're here. My name is Courtney, and I'm a wife, a toddler mom, and an aspiring entrepreneur. When I first became a mama, I thought I knew what I was doing, but boy was I wrong. The woman that I was in that first year is just a little bit different than the woman and the mom that I have become in this second year, and that's because I have become obsessed with personal development. If you hang with me, I promise that together we will figure out how to replace self-doubt with confidence, uncertainty with consistency, and we're even going to try to conquer the comparison game. So if you're ready to chase your own dreams, even after chasing around a little one, then you're in the right place. This is Chasing Courage. The most dangerous way we sabotage ourselves is by waiting for the perfect moment to begin. Nothing works perfectly the first time or the first 50 times. Everything has a learning curve. The beginning is just that, a beginning. Surrender your desire to do it flawlessly on the first try. It is not possible. Learn to learn, learn to fail, and learn to learn from failing. Veronica Telgaveta, <laughs> I can't say her last name. <laughs> she is a poet and an author. And I will make sure to put that quote and her name with the correct spelling. That way, if you want to do some research on her or that quote or anything of the like, um, it's in the show notes for you. But isn't that quote just so perfect and so true? I think that we need reminded of that like on a consistent basis. When I was doing research for this podcast topic, I came across that and I had never heard of her before, but I was just like, wow, those are just such words of wisdom. Ever since becoming a mom and more so recently since I've been on this personal growth, personal development journey, I'm really realizing that being a perfectionist isn't necessarily a good thing. And sometimes done is better than perfect. The perfect example is with this podcast. And I mean, I can give a gazillion examples, but for this podcast, when I was doing the very first episode, which if you go back and listen to episode one, which was uh, just really an introduction to myself, it was a 22 minute episode. That 22 minutes took me five hours Yes, I am not exaggerating. I actually did track it just because I was curious. <laughs> but five hours between recording it, editing it, because I was working in a platform, like I've never edited a podcast before or worked in an editing platform. I use Soundtrap, for example. So recording, editing, and then the uploading onto the different servers. And all of that, all of those steps and that process took me five hours. Do you know how many times that I got discouraged and I was like, oh my gosh, if every episode's gonna take me this long, this is, this is a commitment. I mean, I'm just starting out. I'm just learning and it's okay, but it's definitely hard for me as a perfectionist because the five hours that I spent on episode one, I probably could have spent another five Googling how to make 
certain edit imperfections go away, control my breathing better because sometimes when I'm speaking, I feel like you can hear when I take in a breath. I should do vocal recording or vocal lessons that way. I don't sound like like you all can hear me when I'm taking a breath when I'm recording these things but like that's just the perfectionist in me isn't it more important that I just got my podcast out there because frankly if I was trying to make it absolutely perfect I very well might not even have launched this podcast yet but instead because I was able to let go of the fact that it needed to be perfect here I am recording episode three And then, of course, naturally, because after I did it the first time, I learned a couple little, you know, tips and tricks. And when I went to record episode two, episode two was approximately uh, 30 minutes. And that 30 minute episode, that took me about two and a half to three hours. So I got better just from doing it. Repetition and consistency. Or you think about it, you know, from an athletic point of view, practice. Although I'm not going to be a proponent of practice makes perfect because I don't necessarily believe that perfect exists. Again, just being consistent and being repetitive and with anything, whether it be a podcast or anything else that you're trying to do, um, the more that you do it, the better that you're going to be at it and the more natural that it is going to seem to you. I reached out on Facebook uh, regarding this topic, specifically asking how some other moms feel that this topic of perfectionism relates to, you know, being being a mama. And I got um, really great responses that I personally also um, vibe with. One of them was from my husband's cousin, um, who I actually have never met, but I feel like if we were to finally be able to meet in real life, and we just haven't met yet in the six years that I've been with my husband, just because we, you know, we live states away, she was saying that, you know, her therapist had recommended reading um, about her Enneagram. And depending on what your Enneagram number is, that can tell you a lot about how you deal with um, perfectionism. And depending on your mood or your mindset, you can overcome perfectionism, um, you know, in that in that moment. Now, some of you might be like, what the heck is an Enneagram? Like, is that an animal or what is that? (laughs) If you are not familiar with the Enneagram, it is something that I have just also learned of in the last couple months. And it's, it's a number essentially that you are given. It's a number one through nine. In the little bit of research and looking into it that I have done, I believe that I am an Enneagram 2 or 4. For those of you who are familiar and know what the different uh, number classifications mean, I do want to dive in because I feel that there's so much to be gained by understanding your Enneagram number. And then there's wings of your Enneagram number, so you can be a two-wing four, for example. And then also, as Andy was stating when you are in certain moods, um, I think when you're stressed, you have a different number. And then when you're in a calm state, you have a different number. So understanding what number you personally go to when you're in certain moods, it's going to 
help you um, conquer those types of feelings. And I just think that that's so powerful and one reason why I really want to dive into it a little bit more. I also just love the fact that somebody as a mom just calls out like, well, my therapist recommended any person, not necessarily a mom who can acknowledge that they use or go to a therapist like it's just a normal thing a normal weekly routine like going to the grocery store because it should be it's going to help us become better mamas um, and just human beings in general if we acknowledge that we need a therapist that's one step towards conquering our perfectionism saying, Hey, guess what? I'm not perfect. I need a little bit of help. Um, so I'm totally on board with that. Actually in the, um, personal development community that I'm a part of the collective with, uh, Keisha, that podcaster, um, that got me into podcasting. We had a call, I think it was just this past week on this call was a Enneagram specialist. Her name is Sarah Jane Case. She has a Instagram, uh, with a huge following. It is called Enneagram and coffee. And she just had so much insight. Like she literally is a specialist on these nine numbers, you guys. And she had all of this information about what your wing number is. And she has, uh, she has a book. I'm actually, I'm going to link it here in the show notes, um, because I myself want to purchase it, but her book is called honest Enneagram. And I'll put an Amazon link down there for you if anybody's interested, but I might too want to get this, get my hands on this book so I can figure out what number I am. But Sarah Jane was saying that it took her two years to figure out what number she was on the Enneagram. That is crazy to me, but that just shows the depth and the detail into what this number can say about you. And once you know that, you can learn so much about yourself. So, okay, I'm done with my little tangent about the Enneagram, and you'll see all of this information down in the show notes. But thank you so, so much, Mandy, for you know calling that out, because I think that that is so important in us conquering our perfectionism. Another aspect of perfectionism that was brought to my attention via my Facebook post was from a fellow podcaster, Megan. She was stating that sometimes maybe you ask your child or your hubby to help with some chores around the house. And she used the example of a vacuuming. And I thought that it was so funny because she said, you know, you ask them to vacuum and they don't move the furniture. And you would typically move the furniture if you were going to vacuum. But it just goes to show that just sometimes it's better done and not everybody is going to do things the same way that you're going to do things. Not everybody's gonna clean the way that you're gonna clean. I'm not that nitpicky when it comes to vacuuming, but boy, I can tell you when it comes to the dishes and how they are put in the dishwasher, then I can be a little picky. My mom, whenever she comes over, she helps with the dishes and my husband too. Sometimes I can convince him to help with the dishes, but it literally never fails despite what I'm about to say. (laughs) So both her and my husband, they just 
put dishes in the dishwasher in the total opposite way than I would. Once the dishes are in the dishwasher, I will go and then reorganize the dishwasher. If they put a plate horizontally and I want it vertically, or if the fork is facing down and I want it facing up or vice versa, that I should just be thankful that they're filling the dishwasher, which I am. But then my perfectionism comes out and I'm like, okay, thank you for doing that, but let me fix what you did We just have to understand whether it comes to cleaning or the dishes or just anything. You have to understand. I have to understand. People have different expectations than you do. Even when it comes to parenting. Okay, I hear this so much and I might get some um, backlash for this and I'm going to mentally prepare myself now in case I get some comments or people slide into my DMs about this. But so often I hear that you keep your baby alive, you keep that human alive, and that's enough. And for me, that's not enough. Again, maybe that's me being a perfectionist. Literally, there could probably be a whole podcast episode about this, but I'll just try to be brief. Obviously, keeping your baby, your toddler, your children, keeping them alive, safe, and healthy should be your number one responsibility. And if at the end of the day, that's all that you were able to do, that's great. But for me, my expectation of myself as a mom and as a person is that I would hope to do a little bit more. I have this gratitude journal um, that I write in and I write in there that I am a patient and fun mother. That is one of my goals in life is to be a patient and fun mother. So at the end of every day, when I lay Chase down for bed, do I hope that he stayed safe throughout the day? And obviously that I kept him alive. Yes. In the most basic, (laughs) in the most basic sense, that's like basic goal, but I want to excel and I want to also be like, did he have fun today? Was I patient with him? Did I not lose my cool? What I'm just trying to say is that I have a little bit higher expectations for myself as a mom. I don't want to go into every day with that just being the basic goal. At the end of the day, that perfect day looks like A, I kept us healthy, safe, we had some fun, and I was patient. Does that make sense? I feel like maybe I'm talking in circles. Please tell me if I'm crazy or if this is hitting home with any of you. Maybe your goal as a mom is, um, or your expectations that you have, maybe you want to feed your family all organic, whole plant-based foods. And that's the expectation that you set for yourself and your family. And that's okay. That's the expectation that you have for yourself And that's different than what I have for myself. If we go back to cleaning for a second, somebody's expectation of a clean home, for example, might be that they feel that they need to spend every single Saturday cleaning their house top to bottom. Whereas somebody else's expectation may be as long as the toys are picked up and you can't visibly see dust, then we're good. Like that's clean to me. Do you see what I'm saying? People's expectations are just different. And I think it's so hard 
because if you are the type of person who feels like you have to clean your house top to bottom every Saturday and you walk into the home of the person who literally just has toys picked up because you were coming over, but you can tell maybe their toilet hasn't been cleaned in two weeks, you're probably judging them in the back of your mind. Even as I'm sitting here recording this episode, I'm really struggling and I don't know if it's going to end up coming across after I've edited the episode or not. Um, And frankly, if it does come across, I am perfectly okay with that. I was going to record this episode last night. um, And you know what? I actually just realized that uh, I forgot to state the the day that I was recording this. Right now, it is Saturday morning, the the 13th of June. And so I was going to record it last night, which would have been Friday night. And I sat here at my mic for almost an hour. And I went back and forth looking at bullet points that I have, looking at the recording platform on my laptop, and then I would just find a reason to look at Facebook, look at Instagram, pull out my planner, start planning out, you know, little to-dos for next week, for the weekend, and I just, I couldn't find the words or the motivation to get going. I felt like I didn't have the perfect words or I wasn't in the perfect mood to record for you all last night. So I was like, okay, I'm going to wake up fresh and do it in the morning. And I'm still sitting here just kind of struggling, but I feel that I guess that's the point of this whole episode is that sometimes done is just better than perfect. My, my point in my initial goal in creating uh, this content for all of you is that I first and foremost just want to be consistent. I want to prove to you all that I'm going to show up every single week and that every week you are going to see an episode from me and whether or not the episode is fire, <laughs> whether or not you leave the episode being like, wow, that was amazing and I want to share it with a hundred people, I guess that might not happen every single time. And I need to be okay with that. After I got done recording episode two, I felt so good. I was like, that episode was bomb. I'm so proud of myself. That was fire. And I just need to realize that that's not going to happen every single time. And again, this is, this is me over here being a perfectionist. But that's, I, I'm actually kind of happy that that's happening right now as I'm trying to record this episode because that's what I'm trying to teach is that sometimes we have to learn from failing. And I'm not sitting here saying that this episode is a hashtag failure, <laughs> but sometimes we learn best from when we fail. And just like that quote said in the beginning, we have to learn to learn, learn to fail, and learn to learn from failing. Isn't that how we're going to do it best? There's this other um, quote that I came across from um, Elizabeth Gilbert. And if you are familiar with the New York Times uh, bestselling book, Eat, Pray, Love, you may have heard of her before. I actually have never read this book, but I have seen the movie. The, The quote from Elizabeth Gilbert says the following. No matter how many hours you spend to render something flawless, somebody will always be able to find fault with it. Isn't that so true? No matter what it is, whether it be this painting that you want to put up on Etsy, 
or whether it be a podcast or maybe you're a musician or maybe you are creating video content for Facebook or maybe you're creating, um, you know, a digital course, whatever it is, it doesn't matter if you spend 30 minutes on it or three hours. As soon as you put it out there for other people, because that person isn't you, because they have different expectations, like we talked about earlier, because they have different basic beliefs and worldviews than you, there is a very good chance that somebody is going to have something negative to say about it. Somebody's going to find a flaw. But then for the somebody that found a flaw, there might be somebody else that is like, wow, that was beautiful or wow, that was real and raw. The most dangerous way we sabotage ourselves is by waiting for the perfect moment to begin. Those words in the beginning of that quote um, that I read at the beginning of this episode, now that I've um, completely struggled to record this episode, completely are hitting home with me, even more so than they did when I read them um, for the first time a week ago, and then when I read them for the second time for you at the beginning of this podcast, because there's never going to be a perfect moment. You just got to do it. You just need to start. You just need to get it done. Maybe right now you're sitting here debating working out because you don't have 100% of the energy, but you've got 80. Just go do the freaking thing with your 80% of energy. Just go post on social media that video you've been wanting to do, even though you only feel like two people are going to watch it. Done is better than perfect, my dear. Done is better than perfect. Thank you so much for checking out the Chasing Courage podcast. If you vibed with this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it on social media and tagged the show. That way I can thank you for helping me build a community of confident and courageous mamas. If you have questions or feedback, feel free to send me a DM. I make a point to respond to each and every one. I'll be back next week, same time, same place. But until then, what will you chase today?